May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer. Amen. Please. Seminary, um, one of our professors uh, said that if on the day that you get a hard passage from the gospel and you decide to preach on the Old Testament for the first time, the congregation will know <laughs> that you are skipping out on a hard passage, okay? Uh, we got a fastball today, one straight down the plate. Um, uh, this is w one of the passages in uh, the gospel of Luke known as the hard saying of Jesus. Um, uh, the Prince of Peace, uh, the King of Righteousness, the Lamb of God, I came to bring fire to the earth. Do you think that I have come to bring peace? No, I tell you, but rather division. What is going on with Jesus today? He says he's stressed, you know, but what's going on? Okay, so... I want to put this in a larger context, and part of that large context is sometimes sermons are clarified for me when I also have to preach at We Worship for the children. Um, putting this into language for three-year-olds uh, to get is like, helps me big time, you know? And so we talked about family division today. Is there ever conflict in your family, I asked the three-year-olds? Yeah, there is. There are tears in my house every day of the week. What? Yes. <laughs> okay, so it makes me think of a time there was conflict with my family. Um, Jenna and I both grew up in non-denominational uh, churches. My church growing up was kind of Southern Baptist. And then we went to college and we discovered the Episcopal Church and we started going. And then we decided to, to join the Episcopal Church to great consternation to both our family sets. Okay, it, we were one step out of the door um, for um, all righteousness, really, but uh, definitely for belief in uh, Jesus. Yeah, we went back and forth. And in college, you know, uh, uh, you all who are younger, um, in college, I looked for those opportunities, you know, to kind of like turn the screws a little bit on the parents. That was a lot of fun. I'm not always looking for that as much anymore, um, nearly 40. Um, but at the time, I, I just loved a good, a good argument, a good debate. And, and we were kind of like going back and forth about what the Episcopal Church is, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I decided that I'd introduce my parents to the Episcopal Church by inviting them to the best service of the year, which is? Okay, technically Easter, yes. But uh, I, it was a Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve Mass, you know, which is also a pretty great service. And it's long, and it's beautiful, and it's dark. And, uh, and so uh, well, we're sitting there with my mom and dad, and Jenna and I were young, and um, in comes the procession and the glorious music. Um, and I looked over after the procession was over at my mom, and she had her arms crossed like this. 
<laughs> and the battle was lost, <laughs> you know? And the service really hadn't even started. And uh, on the way home, you could cut the tension with the ice. And we didn't even talk about it that night, but like several weeks later, um, uh, my mom and I have always had such a close, and still do, have such a close relationship at talking about things of faith. Um, she works for a church. And uh, so several weeks later, I said, Mom, what, what happened? You know, what happened in the service? And she said, um, negotiations started off rough. She goes, your father and I have decided that we will never go back to your church um, until one of our children are baptized. Actually, she said dedicated. I said, they'll be baptized. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, I was like, okay, okay, you know, that's a, all right, what happened though? You know, what, what were you upset? And she goes, I cannot believe you go to a church that bows to the priests. And I thought, ah, it's just a misunderstanding. <laughs> no problem. You know, okay, y'all, so just uh, some like background information about our worship. We don't, we don't uh, uh, bow uh, to priests in this church. We bow to the cross. Uh, as the, the processional cross down, um, some of you are not comfortable with it, not familiar with it, totally fine. There's not a, um, you're going to get banned from our church for doing or not doing stuff. But some of us, as the cross comes down, we embody a form of prayer, which is our bowing to the cross. The ultimate sign of sacrifice and of love and compassion, we, we bow. And sometimes we make the form of the cross on our bodies. It's a way of praying with our bodies, kneeling and bowing and taking this corporate prayer into our bodies as, as a form of prayer. But, of course, I was, um, feelings were a bit hurt. Uh, having, you know, grown up um, uh, deeply... Um, uh, involved in the church, felt a deep spiritual connection from very young. Of course, my feelings were a bit hurt that um, uh, my mom had thought in a blink of an eye I had gone into idol worship, <laughs> you know? And um, as things are, there's, there's no one conversation that's going to solve it. And so, so we, we kind of uh, hit pause and, and, and went on with life. And I'm going to return to um, uh, the conversion of my mother in a minute. <laughs> why, why does Jesus say that he's coming to bring division um, amongst families? Notice that uh, earlier on in the Gospel of Luke, the disciples had asked Jesus to bring down fire on um, a town that hadn't welcomed them, and Jesus had refused. This kind of feels like an about-face, but the, the, the talk about family is really important for Jesus. In the Gospel of Mark, the division between Jesus and his family is very acute. Um, Jesus, after his baptism, he goes out into the world and he starts eating with sinners and tax collectors. He's touching people that are culturally impure. He's challenging the imperial state and the religious authorities. And his family is getting more and more concerned. And by the third chapter, really at the very beginning of Mark, his family goes out to, to restrain Jesus. That word restrained is the same word that Mark will use to describe Jesus's um, crucifixion and capture. It's, it's a, uh, an, an, trying to arrest Jesus. Jesus's family is um, 
is, is concerned ab uh, about him making a fool. It says in um, the Gospel of Mark um, that, that when his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying he has gone out of his mind. Um, the, the social media of the day, the, the tweets about Jesus was that he was crazy. Um, uh, crazy because he was dining with the least of these, the socially undesirable. He was touching un 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 unclean people, and he was doing it on the Sabbath. He was breaking the most fundamental laws of the time and culture. The parents were concerned, one, about reputation. They were also worried that he was going to get not only himself killed, but also them. It was going to be a threat for the whole family. So they go out, and Jesus is inside a house with sinners, and they call out to him, and they say, come out. And his disciples say, your mother is here, and your brother and your sisters um, are here. And Jesus said, who are my mother? Who are my mother and my brothers and my sisters? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, these are my mother my brother, my sisters. Whoever does the will of God is my mother, my brother, and my sister. There's just no over-exaggerating what a profoundly disruptive idea this was, a revolutionary idea, that we would decide family not based on blood or kin or social status or tribe, but on what connects us through God. Love, mercy, forgiveness. That is the kingdom that Jesus comes to bring. So we have this tension that the gospel just explodes today. This place is a place of forgiveness, of mercy, of love, and also so committed are we to standing with the marginalized, the people that society has tried to cast out. Um, uh, uh, Jesus calls, uh, in the New Testament they're called sinners. Sinners are literally the people who are just on the margins. Um, they haven't necessarily done what, what we consider. They've just been rejected by mainstream society centers. Our commitment is so strong to stand with those people, even if it divides our family, our blood, our own tribes. Jesus says we must stand with them. And sometimes... So great is that commitment, so revolutionary is that claim on us, is our mission, it will cause conflict. This is a place of peace, of course, but what binds us together is something stronger, something great, something so great. Jesus in the Gospel of Luke is headed to the cross at this point. He knows he's about to enter suffering, so he tells them, there will be division. Families will be divided. If you stand for the least of these, if you sacrifice all that you have for the poor, 
you will not be understood by your own family. And this thing, the thing that connects us is worth it, is worth that type of division, no matter how hard that is. We are putting this new kingdom of God above our own tribal connections. Uh, no argument is one in a single um, uh, word or a single image. I let alone um, my mom's frustration with the Episcopal Church for many years. Um, as happens, for those of you who uh, are, are young and there's some familial, um, when you have children, it heals all sorts of arguments self. Uh, it really, it really does. We stopped our bickering about uh, smaller things to make sure the family could be together in peace. Um, and uh, the church that we were going to, an Episcopal church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, St. Paul's, had a Wednesday service as a family service. And uh, my mom was a family minister, so I invited her to come. And the service is like our great hall in the middle. The kids are running around. It's bedlam, okay? It's kind of crazy. And there was a woman there who had um, uh, um, had a mental disability, and, and she was in her 50s. She kind of walk around, um, uh, not uh, to her own drum is the best way to put it. And uh, all of this is fine. The service continues uh, just as normal. And at the Eucharist, um, sometimes this woman uh, would come up and uh, stand next to the priest, and the priest, um, uh, Suzanne, uh, as she was spreading her arms, we call this Oren's position, lifting up our hands to God, she uh, spread her arms and put her arm around and co-celebrated uh, with the woman who had walked up. And uh, I always choke up talking about this afterwards. Uh, we were talking about the service, and my mom said, Josh, uh, there's a lot about your church that I don't understand. I still don't understand it. But if someone like that is welcomed at the table as a person of dignity and grace, the Spirit of God is there. I don't understand how all of it works, but I felt the presence of God in your church. This radical commitment to live God's love can be divisive. It can also heal. As we know in our community and in our country, there are forces of violence that gather. We must speak peace into that, love and mercy, but we must also stand together for this higher principle. Every person a person of dignity and love by God. Amen.